three, two, one. Welcome, everybody. I'm Jennifer Zick. Grateful to be here as the guest host on the System and Soul podcast. I'm the CEO and founder of Authentic Brand. We are a community of fractional chief marketing officers that works with growing businesses to help them overcome random acts of marketing and confidently take the next right step in growth. We're big believers that building healthy brands that fuel healthy growth means connecting with the heart and soul of buyers. And we're really big fans of the work that System and Soul and their coaches are doing to help entrepreneurial businesses articulate their mission and purpose and vision for existence. And also really honor not only the process of how their business operates, but the soul of their organization as it relates to their values and their people. And so at Authentic Brand and the work that we do in marketing, helping to fuel healthy growth means honoring both sides of that equation as well, process and people. And in this mini series, which we're calling the year of authentic growth, I'm bringing in some of my favorite people and friends who are business leaders, marketing leaders, and growth leaders to help us understand the elements that drive healthy growth. Today, I could not be more excited to be joined by my friend, Josh Becerra. He is an expert in digital marketing, and I'm going to turn the virtual microphone over to Josh to let him introduce himself and his company more fully before we jump in on this topic of authentic growth through attracting new audiences. Josh, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Jennifer. It's great to be here. Uh, yeah, so uh, Agurian is a boutique digital marketing agency. We're really helping company, companies with their online presence, uh, getting found, um, whatever those goals they have for their companies, uh, aligning around those and then helping them achieve them. So I'm super excited to be here. We are a company that believes in both like strong operations, but also our people and very values driven. So um, love authentic brand and system and soul. Awesome. Well, thanks, Josh. I I know you and I travel in communities of connected relationships, and we're often talking with clients who are wrestling with the same kinds of marketing-related topics. And in our role, we're doing that as the head of marketing on a fractional basis with growing companies. And in your role, you're a really critical service provider and partner to companies who are looking to do what you just said, be found, be found by new potential audiences and buyers. And Perhaps um, we can start our conversation by unpacking this really broad but hot topic term called digital marketing. It's, it's interesting. I recently joined Vistage, so I'm in a community of CEOs and builders of businesses, and they throw around this term digital marketing like they're kind of excited and scared of it all at the same time, and they are mystified by it. Yeah. And you and I have been in marketing long enough to know that digital marketing is a short statement that can encompass many, many different elements and not every digital marketing agency or firm does the same work. So tell us what specifically are the problems you're helping clients solve as it relates to digital marketing? Yeah. So I, I definitely agree with you. Like there are agencies in the digital marketing universe that do all sorts of different things. And so um, generally when I'm talking about Agurian, I talk about the four things that we do really, really well and can help companies with. And then I have a whole list of things that we don't do. And I feel like sometimes agencies um, are remiss because they don't share like, this is what we really don't do in digital marketing. Um, and so 
anyway, the four things that Agurian is really uh, good at and that we help our our partners with is uh, paid media. So, you know, that's Google ads, pay-per-click, that's all everything around um, paid social, then organic search. So a lot of people call it SEO, right? Helping people get found online. Um, strategic content is the third thing, three of the four things. So strategic content is really about understanding the online customer journey and like, what are those topics and questions that are important to uh, your prospects as they're kind of moving through their online customer journey and then helping you create great content that answers those topics and questions so you can be a part of that conversation as they progress through. And then lastly is analytics, which is really like the data science side of things. It's understanding how people are arriving at your website, how they're behaving once they're there, um, what group of them is moving into your CRM, taping, taking those meaningful actions that you need them to take uh, to drive your business goals. So those are like our four key things. And then I think like where a lot of agencies um, don't provide a lot of knowledge is by saying like, hey, we don't do websites. We don't do email marketing. Like there are a plethora of things that happen in, in the digital marketing space that we just don't do. And it's um, it's been something that like strategically we made the decision that we didn't want to be try to be everything to everybody, but we go we go very deep um, on those four key areas. So, you know, marketers, I think, need to be asking the questions of their agency partners about like, well, how did you really get your start? Right. So if you're if you're an agency that says you do digital marketing, were you first a web web shop that you built websites for people? And then your clients started to say, hey, can you like manage our Google ads or do our SEO? And you just kind of said, yeah, we can do that. And then you tried to figure it out. Or did you actually get your start doing Google ads? You know, it's like the, the kind of founding story, I think, is really important. And digital marketers, I think, should be asking their partners, like, how did this, how did you start? Where did you get your start? Where is your real core expertise? And then who's delivering some of those ancillary services that, um, you know, we're going to need? So... That's a brilliant question that I've never thought about, but even in my own career, I could see how that would unearth where the core strengths are because I was part for 13 years. I was part of a fast growing company that started off as a web development company became like this broad before we even used the term digital marketing. We started saying yes to everything, web hosting, email marketing, yeah. banner advertisements, all the things we were doing, all the things, but we were a small company. So suddenly we became 35 employees doing 35 different jobs, trying to say yes to everything clients needed and stunted in our ability to grow and be successful with depth, right? So right. interestingly, this was years ago, it was when our company decided to put an operating system in place, like a system and soul solution, that we had to ask the hard question of ourselves, like, who are we trying to become and why? And who right. are we really trying to sell to? And that actually helped us crystallize down to becoming just doing one thing. And that was actually implementing salesforce.com CRM, total divergence from all the things we'd try to be, but that actually fueled our growth. So yeah. that's a different topic for a different day, but I love that you're a digital marketing firm that knows what you do, what you don't do. And that's how you can help companies be found with your specific skill set. Yeah. That's and I'll cool. just say like that level of clarity 
also the translates into like who you hire and who's going to be working on accounts and doing what. So like when I think about our team, we don't have cultural creatives. We don't have people who do fun little kitten posts that are going to get lots of likes. Like we have data wonks. We have people who love data. They love understanding like what's working and what isn't working. And so like having that clarity of purpose really does help drive a business because you make a lot of other decisions based on it. Absolutely. Absolutely true. Okay. So as we think about the kinds of clients who come into your world or my world or potential prospects, um, a lot of them are looking to employ digital marketing. I'm not sure maybe in your world, maybe it's not their first journey into digital marketing, but for us in the conversations, we have a lot of clients are saying, we've done a lot of things in our world. We call that committing random acts of marketing. We've tried a lot of things, but now like we've done some marketing things, but, and we're, we're known by the people who know us, but now we need to be known by the people who should know us and don't know us yet. We need to be growing through expanding into unknown audiences and show up strong. Right. So, um, but often the expectations don't align with what that journey will require. I talk to a lot of business owners who say, we want to turn on this digital demand gen marketing thing. Like it's a light switch because yeah. we're the best kept secret and the world needs to know we're here. And once they know we're here, the leads are just going to flow in. Right. Yeah. So from your vantage point, what's wrong with this mindset? How do you help to educate your potential buyers on what digital marketing requires of them? Yeah. So I think like the biggest piece to this is understanding who that prospect is and like having empathy towards them and understanding what their needs really are. And um, the companies that we see who have the most success with this are the companies that really can um, articulate that and have that experience uh, with their with their prospects and customers. So um, it does have to kind of start from a place of empathy. I, I talked a little bit about our content marketing uh, practice area where there is a journey, right? People may not be aware of your company and your products or services today, they, but they are aware of their needs or their problem that they have. And so how is it that we as a company can really understand what that need or that problem is at the earliest of stages because that's what's going to help us understand, like, what are the questions or the topics or what, what is it that's inside our prospect's mind that they're trying to solve in that awareness stage? And so companies that are successful at leveraging like a company like ours to get the results, bring in people who don't really know anything about them are the ones who can be very clear about like, what is it that we're trying to solve? What, are, what is that need? What are the topics and questions that surround that need? And then how can we have a company perspective that's going to be the very best answer and educate those people really early on? And so our job as an agency is to help them understand what that journey is, to help them understand what the topics and questions are that fall within each of the stages of those journey of that journey. And then to understand like who's winning right now, like what is the answer that Google is got as number one? And do we have a point of view or an answer that could be better than that one? And we really challenge ourselves to be the best answer and get our clients into that position where they are part of that conversation with that prospect at an earlier stage. And that's where I think 
you can win at like broadening or like increasing the size of the top of your funnel is by actually empathizing with that customer and then articulating like answers to their needs in ways that uh, resonate with them. Listener, I know you're enjoying this episode with our friend Jennifer, so I'll be brief, but I've gotta fess up. We screwed up big time. Me and my business partner, Chris White, we've done all the wrong stuff when it comes to running a business. We've hired too quickly, fired too late, wasted resources, picked the wrong objective. The list is long. It goes on and on. I won't bore you. Here's the thing we've learned though. I think it'll save you some of the mistakes that we've made. The only way to fight the chaos and complexity that is constantly coming at you is to get clarity and control over your business. Over 20 years, Chris and I have seen it all. The more businesses get stuck in the chaos and complexity, the harder it is to grow, stay healthy, and sustainable as a business. That's why he and I created System and Soul. It is the only business framework that helps you run better systems and do it with the soul of your business in mind. We want to help business leaders like you find breakthrough. If you're ready, learn more at systemandsoul.com. And hey, we're training new System and Soul coaches right now. If you're an experienced business leader and you believe you can help leadership teams overcome their mess, we would love to talk with you. We've got a few limited seats in our training cohort, so do not wait. Learn more at systemandsold.com forward slash coach. I appreciate how you start with empathy and human connection and soul, which is really what great marketing and selling is all about, ultimately, in business relationships. And then you move down to how to stitch that into the real technical environment in which these conversations first are occurring. Because we know that buyers B2B and B2C are educating themselves through search, through content, through that Q&A that happens with brands. And I, I love this idea of empathy and, and not just answering the question of what do we sell them, but how do we serve them and how do we become the answer? How do we provide yeah. a high value answer early in their exploration before they even know they need our solutions? Because it, I, yesterday I was recording another one of these mini-series podcasts with um, one of my friends who's an expert in brand and messaging. And we talked about how at Authentic Brand, we're always... Um, helping elevate the, the customer's perspective from not which social media channels should we be on or how much should we pay for search advertising, but lift up from there and begin by making sure you have this foundation that honors the very premise of why we exist, right? Like what is your yeah. life-changing purpose in the world as a business? Get Make decisions about that, right? Yeah. And then which audiences do we want to matter, you know? And then how do we matter to them? How do yeah. we naturally show up in their environment? And then critically, like not just then if we have their eyeballs, what do we sell them? It's how do we serve them? Exactly. Yeah. I think, you know, part of the, the problem that I see is that we have this like plethora of tools, right? And there are so many like Marcom tools and tech solutions and all this that many times marketers heads are in this kind of tools, technology able, enabled solution space. And they forget that like their prospect is a human, like, and they have, they, they have wants and needs and it goes beyond like the features and benefits of the product or service that I can offer them. It goes to like, I want to get promoted. I want to make a good decision. That's going to like impact the business in a, in a really positive way so that 
people see me as doing a good job in my role, right? There's, there's these underlying motivations. That I think if, if the people who I see having success are able to connect to those in ways that others who are kind of thinking more about features and benefits and just kind of tools and tech enabled solutions um, don't get, get to. Yes, absolutely. I, I've become famous for saying marketing is simple. It's just not easy, right? Yeah. Marketing is changing at warp speed, but also it hasn't changed at all. It's mm -hmm. about human to human relationships and conveying, connecting at an emotional level, at that soul level, at how does my product or service change your life for the better, get right. you that raise, keep your job secure, help grow your business, right? It's life-changing impact, human to human. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. So another really tactical question I'm asked a lot by the CEOs and, and revenue leaders that we sell to and work with is how much should I spend on marketing? And, you know, I'm sure like me, you wish you had a silver bullet answer to that or a, a formula that fit every client, but there's no such thing. So it's complicated. But let's say that I'm a founder of a growing business. I haven't really invested much in marketing beyond a basic website, business cards, some sponsorships, maybe some advertising. I've kind of thrown out some, some money at some things, but I, I'm now starting to understand there's a thing called buyer journey, there's digital learning and education and content, and I really need to invest in this to help my business grow to audiences that don't know me yet. So I want to do digital marketing. How do I even think about what that means in terms of budgeting? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question and there is no like silver bullet answer by any means. I mean, it's uh, the thing about digital marketing and um, the where you spend that money uh, will also depend on that answer. So from a, like a paid media perspective, what influences that answer is like, what industry are you in? Like, what are your competitors? Like how sophisticated are they in digital marketing? How much are they spending? with pay per click and like paid media, really you're like participating in auctions. So if you are in an industry where your top three or four competitors have really deep pockets and they're spending a ton of money, well, it's gonna cost you a lot of money to play in, in that sandbox um, where you can, where like companies like ours, the way that we approach that is by doing some like industry research so that we can understand those things and understand the level of sophistication um, that you're kind of up against and the size of pockets that you're up against, because that's going to influence decisions. Uh, if you really don't have a huge budget and you're competing with people with big budgets, maybe we need to think about doing like SEO and, and winning on the organic side and being the better answer and, and taking more of a long game content approach. So I know I'm not directly answering your question. Um, when it comes to like uh, budget, what I will say is the kind of, hey, I, we can do SEO and pay-per-click and uh, content for $500 a month is like run in the opposite direction. Uh, that is not going to be a solution. And the problem with my industry is that when people do engage in those types of um, you know, like those less expensive types of things, it leaves them with this, like, oh, we tried digital marketing and it didn't work for us. Or, or um, you know, we tried it and we didn't see any results. So um, 
from like a, a budget perspective, I think what uh, owner of a of company really needs to do is say, is like approach it with a um, kind of a testing mindset. It's like, I don't exactly know. I'm going to put, you know, what I believe is a, a good enough budget and an agency like ours can help them kind of gauge that based on what kind of growth objectives they have. Um, but we need to start testing. We need to start doing some of this and seeing as, as you start testing, you are going to start receiving kind of data back that's going to help make you smarter and make smarter business and budgetary decisions. So, you know, we'll have clients who will show up with, I don't know, let's just say $10,000 a month that they want to spend in that. And after the course of three months, we are able to actually share with them, like, this is what our cost per acquisition is. This is why that cost per acquisition is what it is based on the industry or your competition. Uh, if you were to scale your investment, we could basically see this as something that's replicable up to a certain point. So we can like, if you approach it from like a testing mindset, right. you can get data, enough data back that can help you like inform your decision. Yes, I think what a lot of business owners don't understand because they have experimented with low cost options that promise big things that aren't realistic and therefore don't deliver. A lot of things, something that a lot of owners don't understand is that you and I can't give them a promissory note of how many qualified deals and opportunities at what cost we can get for them until you start doing the work. You can't right. get to predictive analytics without baseline analytics right? Exactly. You, you have to experiment in order to start drawing conclusions in order to sharpen the results from there. So it is, it's at the game of marketing is a, both a long-term investment strategy and a, you know, short-term checkbook strategy. If you think about it that way, you have to have a portfolio of assets you're working all at the same time, right. some which take longer to really be fully, fully formed. What I will say though, about digital that I think is important is unlike outdoor where you know there's a, a billboard across the street that i'm looking at like it's it's really hard for an owner to understand like what is the value of that you know people who sell outdoor will say well that you're getting x amount of impressions but how do you really tie that to like business outcomes whereas with digital like we're literally able to tie this person clicked on either this ad or this piece of content that we developed, they came to your website, they completed the form or they requested the demo or they downloaded the white paper. They, they took that meaningful action. And, and if we're doing our job properly, we're able to then even connect that through into your CRM so that when and if that person purchases from you, we can say, hey, that value of that purchase came from that click on that ad. And so there's like so much data and learning that can go on there. And then it's yeah. like way easier for us to predict, like if you increase your budget, we can you know, confidently say you will increase this many leads or you will be able to attribute this much revenue back to that investment. That's but right. It does take time. We it have does. to test. And the knobs are being turned through the whole process to drive down the cost of acquisition, drive up the quality of engagement and refine them. I love 
how you shared, it's not just the, the first digital encounter that brings people through into the pipeline. They have to be met when they click that link by something of value behind it, right? So something yeah. else that a lot of businesses don't think about is you don't only need a brilliant digital marketing agency helping architect those components, but you have to have brilliant content mm -hmm. and, and, and really great production behind all of that. So it's the machine requires feeding, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and as you get, you know, depending on the business, right? If, if we're selling, uh, you know, $5 widget that somebody's just going to put in a shopping cart and buy, that's much different than if this is a B2B sale that's going to be worth, you know, multiple million dollar deals, right? And it's a, you know, six month uh, sales process. And so there's a different strategy that gets employed around, all right, yeah, we brought someone to the website, maybe they downloaded a piece of content. Well, now what is our digital strategy to keep bringing them back, to keep getting more of our content? How can we align kind of the content that we are going to try to put in front of them as digital marketers with what we understand as like their next step in that customer journey? Right. If we're doing our job right, we should be able to actually tell a client like, there's five steps or five rocks that we need to, a, a, pro, a prospect needs to step on to get across the river. Like this prospect is on rock number two and we know what rock number three is and they don't know what it is. So we're through digital marketing, we're gonna actually put that rock in front of them so that they can take that next step. Yeah. Um, so th those are the things that I think um, sometimes get lost or where people are like, no, we just need to do more outdoor, you know, banners on buses and TV and radio. It's like, there, there isn't as much attribution that can happen in some of those channels as they can in digital. That's right. And you don't have visibility to where the buyer is on their journey if the bus just rode past them. So not to say that all of those other channels can't support the strategy, sure. right? But without digital, you don't have the connecting points in front of you. Yep. So while well, we're here on the System and Soul podcast, so you and I could talk for hours and our time's ticking really fast. So I have one more question for you. Right. Um, and that is, we could talk a lot about digital systems and structures and platforms and, and the science and the art behind it. But let's talk for a minute about something that's just as important and in fact sets the groundwork for digital success. And that is the soul of a brand. I've talked with a lot of business owners who have an illusion that they can just outsource their brand. They can outsource all of marketing. Like some, you know, agency is going to come create a logo, create a palette, create my content, write my blogs. They're just going to do the architecture for me and drive yeah. leads to me. Um, talk to me about the difference between a business that isn't fully owning their brand and providing that clear direction and anchor trying to work with your company versus a company that has clarity about who they are, what they do, what they don't do, who they're marketing to, and how their values and their culture shines through. How does that help enable your team to be successful? Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to that answer about empathy that I was talking about, right? The, the businesses, the companies that we see who have this kind of figured out and know what they are about, like in, intrinsically deep inside, like what their motivations are. And then are really connected to that prospect and what their motivations are. And they have that like alignment. 
that that is a it's uncommon honestly it's it's and it's a beautiful thing and what i think you know systems like operational systems like system and soul that help you as a company define like what your purpose is and and like understand like your you know the simon cynics my our what what is it the the Start who the what and the how right yes like yes yes the the why yeah there you go the why um those companies i think are the ones who have a better uh shot at using digital tools to like to to capture the imagination of their of their prospect and so anytime companies are just not aligned on like what that is uh, you end up sending out multiple messages in the marketplaces. Uh, as soon as you're trying to send out too many different messages, it kind of gets diluted from a digital perspective. Uh, and like that budget question, now all of a sudden you're trying to send a message, you know, and your budget is getting cut in three or four different ways because you're unclear about what is going to resonate. And so it does have a huge impact. Um, the way in which companies show up uh, to a partner like ours, and um, and we, yeah, our our team when it's when it's very clear to us, and when they can like transmit that feeling and and transmit the understanding that they have about their prospects to us, our, our work is much easier. I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, it does. Having a clear handle on the soul of your brand actually makes your marketing investments go further. Yeah, and bring sure. more clarity to the market. Yep, yep, absolutely. Well, our time flew. And so we're going to wrap up by um, asking how listeners can connect with you because it's, surely you've given them a lot to think about and you're probably going to have a few people who want to pick your brain a little further. So how can they connect with you and your team to learn more about your capabilities? Yeah, well, Agurian, uh, we're on just about all the social channels. So you can check us out and see what kind of an organization we are. We're pretty cool, I like to think. Uh, if people wanna connect directly with me, I'm at josh.bocera at agurian.com. And I am the person who responds to those types of uh, emails. So feel free to reach out. I love having these conversations and I've loved having this conversation with you, Jennifer. Thank you, it's been a lot of fun and I hope we'll get to see each other soon. Um, and in the meanwhile, thank you so much for being a guest with me today. Yeah, my pleasure. Take care, Josh. Thanks.